fucking bike working? Welcome to the Rock Roundtable. I'm your host, CJ, and I am on a quest to find new rock and roll that kicks ass. With me at the Rock and Roll Roundtable, from the city by the bay, where the koi play, (laughs) Sir Brad. I am here. I love it. (laughs) And from the town where they spear fish, (laughs) and the birds sing, and the coyote howl, the Lancelot of the Rock Roundtable, Sir Derek. Hello, CJ. How are you? I, uh, I'm, I'm a little disheveled. You know, I'm trying to gather myself uh, after doing our, our first uh, YouTube show. So I'm ready, though. Excellent. Who's got the chips? Well, I have no idea. I, I think it's you still. All right. <laughs> so into the business. The best way to listen to the Rock Roundtable is on the Anchor app, where if you are a Spotify premium or Apple Music customer, you can hear the songs we review in their entirety. You can also find the songs we talk about on this show in video form on my Facebook page, CJ Roundtable. And today I want to tell you a little bit about that Facebook page. That Facebook is exclusive to this podcast. You won't see pictures of my dog or cat or family or car or my politics. This is purely for the podcast and videos and rock and roll news stories that we cover on the show. You can also find the songs on a Spotify playlist. Rock Roundtable, Episode 7. So if you're new to the program, I want to quickly tell you the format of this show. We go over some of the big stories and news that happens in the world of rock and roll and heavy metal. And then it becomes a music review show where each one of us brings three songs, introduces the songs, tells you a little bit about the song, a little bit about the band, and then the other two guys proceed to review the song and tell you whether they like it or they hate it, what they like about it, what they don't, after it plays in its entirety, but only on the Anchor app. Now I want to tell you just a little bit more about the Anchor app and how easy it is to get simple just go to your app store download anchor fm password username verify email and you are in and you will hear either a 30 second clip to give you a little taste of the song or if you're a spotify premium or apple music customer you will hear the whole thing all right so that's the information And into the news. So here's my favorite news story of the week that obviously has to lead. Is there is a new book coming out called Eruption in the Canyon about one Edward Van Halen. And there's a particularly scandalous story in this book that comes directly from Eddie Van Halen's mouth himself. And it's a story of Eddie goes over to rehearse with the band Limp Biscuit at a house in Beverly Hills that Fred Durst has rented to write some songs for the new album. And management thought that it might be interesting if Eddie would go over there and see if any magic happened because it was on one of the West Borland breaks from the band. So Eddie goes over there and it was like a master working with children. And apparently some of the Limp Biscuit boys started smoking marijuana, the hippie lettuce. And 
Edward bolted out of there, left all of his gear, left his amps, left his guitar. He is just out. So the next day, he calls up Fred to let him know he wants to come over and get his gear back, and Fred doesn't return the call. So what do you do? Well, this is what Eddie Van Halen does. He happens to have a urban assault vehicle that he's bought at auction, and Ed packs up his heat. He gets in the assault vehicle, drives across town. Fred comes to the door, and Eddie sticks a gun in his face and says, give me my shit, motherfucker. Whereas Fred's like, get Eddie's stuff and get it in the car as quickly as possible. And Eddie's got the gun on Fred. He's smoking a cigarette. He's in his, uh, the last VH tour with, uh, Sammy Hagar, the samurai bun and the ripped up camo jeans with a rope holding them up instead of a belt and some shit kickers. Anyway, Eddie gets his stuff back and that that's the end of the story. But can you guys imagine that? Is that is that how you go get your stuff back? Eddie is a nut job. So the next big story is poor Static X and Dope. They were sharing a warehouse space and someone came in and robbed them of all their gear. I guess they lost over $200,000 in gear. And that is just devastating to a band like that. What is the most expensive thing you guys have ever gotten stolen? Derek? Um, You ever had anything stolen? Yeah, I think when I was uh, living in Pontiac, Michigan there, I stopped at a uh, party store, which many people may not know. That means they serve liquor. And Brad's gone again. (laughs) (laughs) I can finish my story if you like. Please finish your story and we'll see if Brad pops back on. So I was at a party store in Pontiac, Michigan. I jumped out to get me some... uh, adult beverages and when I came back I had I had had two cases of 50 slot I think it was 50 slots each 50 slots in each one for CDs and so I had over a hundred CDs stolen from me and uh, to me that was devastating because so much of my crap you can't find anywhere else so that was a rough one and if I may touch back Real quick on the Eddie Van Halen story, the most um, curious thing I found about it was how he got offended about them sampling from the hippie lettuce there. <laughs> and uh, and what I'd heard from Sammy Hagar, allegedly, when Eddie had that samurai bun in, he was just flying on like Coke and wine. And he was a he was a he. He, he was going crazy with uh, his own substances. So I just, I found that the most curious part of it. The whole gun in the face, I thought, eh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because obviously there's more to that story because Eddie must have either absolutely hated those guys because there's no way he bolt, be bolted because someone lit up a joint. I don't believe that, not for a second. No. You know, and another thing is, although Static X was robbed, and I feel really bad for the guys in Dope because we've met those guys. They're they're, they're good people, but you know Wayne Static's dead, right? Yeah, they uh, have a new lead singer and everything, and they're they're getting back going. So, I mean, that could be a devastating loss as you're trying to get your band back together and try to put out some new music and maybe hopefully make some money. And that's, that's quite a setback. So yeah, that's, that that's, that's just disgusting. Really. I feel bad for them. That's a lot of money, especially if you're not, you're not a arena touring band. You're a band that comes out with new music and tours constantly. And you know, they're not multimillionaires. So yeah, that's, that's a rough one. 
It sure is. The new singer of Static X, I guess his name is Zero. X-E-R-O. Capital X, capital O. Wait, is that on his birth certificate? I don't know what it is. Except I'm thinking whatever his first name is, he should have been Bob Static. That's what I'd have done. Oh my gosh. Hopefully this is a lot better. Well, you sound great. You're both back on. Let's let's get right back into it. All right. So, in Los Angeles and Denmark, they have done some drive-in concerts. You know, where think of it like a uh, drive-in movie theater where the band is on stage and you drive up and see the show from your car. Would you go to a concert like that, Brad? I sure would. Um, you know, a lot of the local artists around here where I live, they're talking about actually trying to do that at one of the parks and, you know, trying to just to organize that just so they can get out and play. What do you think, Derek? Would you go see a show like that? I don't know. You know, at first thought, I, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. You pull up in your car and you know, have your popcorn or whatever your beverages are. and But then I thought, well, what if I got to go to the bathroom? Well, I guess they have, like, you can leave your car, I guess. You're not trapped. My my biggest thought was, you know, while it's fine, Brad, you're talking about local artists doing stuff like that. or But what about headlining acts? I mean, they're selling, what, 500 tickets for 500 cars? I mean, it can't be profitable for you. It's almost like you'd rather do a pay-per-view concert or something i don't know yeah i think the ticket for that would be uh very expensive so i would totally do that i think it'd be fun especially if you had the right kind of car you know get a couple of your friends and pile in a back of like a pickup truck or something <laughs> I, I think that could be a fun time i I'd, I'd kind of like to try it but hopefully it won't come to that because the governor of Missouri says that concerts can resume as early as Monday. So the some of the first steps are taking place to get rock and roll back in venues. So headline, Wall Street Journal, coronavirus masks are the new concert t-shirts for bands. And sure enough, you can give Gene Simmons... Twenty nine ninety five and get a Kiss coronavirus mask, but it's not just Kiss; it's Slipknot and Pantera too. I've seen Five Finger Death Punch have one. Yep, Five Finger as well. So some of the cool stuff online is Metallica did a group Zoom this week, a black, and that was really cool. That is on the Rock Roundtable Facebook group page where anybody can post anything the podcast page. And we love seeing the videos that you love to share with us. Now, here's an interesting thing. There is a, there's a teaser for a new TV show, and the TV show is called Paradise City. Now, Paradise City is a spinoff of a B-movie, you know, B-movie, one that didn't hit theaters big, but it's it's kind of a straight-to-video type of deal called American Satan. Have you heard of the American Satan movie, Derek, Brad? I haven't. That sounds like something Rob Zombie would have produced, though. I agree with you, Derek. I have not not heard of it either. Well, here's the concept of the movie, and it involves the Black Veil Brides, the heavy metal group. They are actually the actors and star as a band in the movie called American (laughs) Satan, where they move out to L.A. to make it, and they actually sell their soul to the real devil to be successful in the music business. And it's kind of like a... Yeah, I guess it's a horror movie, drama horror, but they're doing a spinoff on that concept. Think of uh, Robert Johnson sold his soul at the crossroads to be the best blues man in the Delta. 
so I, I'm looking forward to it because I, I I don't know. I guess I'm just fascinated with the selling your soul to be a rock star concept. Now, I got a little treat for you and the last news item of the day from Loudwire, the best heavy metal and rock website on the internet, in my opinion, 37 rock acts active for 35 years. Now, I'm sure not going to go over any list that has 37 rock acts, but I got 12, the oldest 12, pre-1975. So I want you two to think of rock and heavy metal acts, no punk, no pop rock, just our wheelhouse, rock and metal bands that got together before 1975 and are still active today. There's 12 of them. I think you two on the three strikes and you're out method can get 10 of them. <laughs> two of them. Two of them I don't think you can get. Now I'll give you a hint. It ends with Def Leppard at 1977. So, bands older than Def Leppard that are still together. What you got for me? 38 special. Wrong. Wow. Like one. Kiss. Kiss. Kiss is one. Go again. ZZ Top. ZZ Top is two. Keep going. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent is not on the list. Wow. I'll give you the easiest one. The Rolling That was my next. Leonard Skinner. Wow. Oh, man. No. Man, I struck out. How, how about a certain act with a lady's name from the town of Detroit City? Alice. Alice Cooper. How about a certain heavy metal band from England? The Judas Priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. The arguably one of the greatest American rock bands from Boston. Oh yeah, The Smith. Aerosmith. Uh, uh, is Aerosmith still playing? Is Aerosmith still playing? They were playing in Vegas, weren't they? A residency. They oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, a, a lot of this has to do with like, uh, like original lineup or close right, to right. original lineup. A certain band named after a uh, insect that might sting you. Oh, the scorpions are still going. They sure are. A, a couple blokes from Australia. Is that ACDC? You're not saying ACDC, are you? ACDC. Oh, when are they going to come out with something? <laughs> I guess they got a new album done. It's coming. Just listen to that band I put on the podcast. Uh, was it uh, Livewire or Hotwire? I can't remember the name of the band, but they're like, they're like ACDC. Yeah. I think I think you're going for the treatment. Um, Iron Maiden. So, so you guys didn't quite make it, but the ones I knew you wouldn't get is a band called Hawkwind. Never heard of them. Yes, yes. Uh, no, wasn't that Lemmy's band he was in? I don't know. I've never heard of them, but if Lemmy was in it, maybe we should have. I think so. And you, and here's a band that I know you would have never thought of, but you've heard of them. You're right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So that's the twelve Stones, Blue Oyster Cult. Almost missed them. Alice Hawkwind, Judas Priest, Uriah Heep, ZZ Top, Aerosmith, Scorpions, AC/DC, Kiss, and Iron Maiden. That, maybe next time. You guys can live up. Now, I'm surprised 38 Special isn't on there. I mean, 
I just saw them a year or two ago. Mm, they something must have happened right. to exclude them. Well, that's enough of the news and my games. Let's get into the new rock that we have brought to the rock round table today. And starting us off is Dirty Shirley. Here comes the king. So I got to let you guys know, this is my song that I picked. And we did our YouTube hosting tonight, which is amazing. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. Um, but the thing, the, the thing is, is I called myself the sexy king. And it's because I'm bringing it this week. Dirty Shirley. You're, I don't know if you guys realize who is in this band. George Lynch. The one oh and my. only George Lynch. He, um, you know, I don't know what bands he played in. I think he played in a band, I think by the name of um, Dokken maybe, in uh, another band called Lynch Mob. Um, and during Lynch Mob, he met this guy named Dino. Um, Dino was in, in Animal Drive. And then, then he was also in um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And they started talking, and they started jamming, and they created this band, Dirty Shirley. They sound a lot like Dio. Oh, you <laughs> stole my right. Um, And then what I found interesting is, is in this band, the drummer from Will Hunt from Evanescence is the drummer for this band. So they got all these people that have made it pretty, you know, made it. Um, I really like this jam. It's a good song. Here comes the king, of course. But what I really found interesting is it's about a six, almost a seven minute song. And about the four minute mark, it goes into a, like an instrumental. And they just keep playing. Oh, my gosh. It, I, it just, I love it. Check it out. Let's play it. Dirty Shirley. Here comes the king. Well... Brad, I agree with everything you said about this band. I just closed my eyes. It's like, oh my God, he sounds like Dio. And it sounds like a Dio song, mm-hmm. too. And there is an incredibly nice, clean guitar breakdown deep into the song. And I thought it sounded kind of Metallica-esque. Usually Metallica puts it at the start or the end of their songs. But they're really talented at taking a great great clean sound and then getting heavy as hell this song is heavy as hell and then goes to a nice clean uh breakdown and uh you know it's a song about get the hell out of my way because here i come i'm the king derek what do you think about this yeah um i wrote down rjd you know, rest in peace there, Ronnie James. Uh, yeah, he really did. Um, that's the first. That's the first thing that hit me was how closely he looked. It sounded like uh, Ronnie James deal. Um, and I didn't know if Lynch was actually in this band or he's just f- featured on the the track. Brad, is he actually in the band? Well, from what I read, is they they it was a um, united. Uh, you know. I guess they came together and did this. So I didn't think that was him in the video, though. Oh, that yeah, was him. that was him. He's old. He's got a man bun. I was a little yeah. distracted by that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he actually is in the band because it did say featuring George Lynch, but whatever. Uh, he's a great guitarist. And, you know, even though I, I can't believe you like him since he was in a band called Doc and that somebody else liked one of your friends, you know. So. I know. This is twice now I shared his music. <laughs> um. I like the lyrics of it, and I really started warming up to it. And I thought it was funny in the the video. He's singing in front of this what Rolls Royce or something, and it made me think: Were they just walking through a uh, parking garage and like, oh shit, film here? <laughs> it look like I have a Rolls Royce. <laughs> but um, what I, I find is really funny. I mean, besides, I mean, Lynch is great, but he's kind of of a slut. He seems to play for anybody now. Um, I like the song. I got to tell you, I almost submitted this about two or three weeks ago. I couldn't pull the trigger because I didn't think it was up to my standards. But it's it's pretty good. I like it. Ooh. Ooh. 
Well, I'll tell you who is one of the biggest sluts who does a song with everybody who absolutely is singing and playing on everybody's shit, and that's Lizzie Hale. I thought you were going to say Lizzie plays with everybody. But she's Don't really slut shame her. Sure. Oh, no. She Pound me, ass. too. <laughs> Pound me, too. So, here's my first submission to the Rock Roundtable. L.A. Guns. Now, calm down, Derek, because this isn't Tracy and Phil's L.A. Guns. This is Steve Riley's L.A. Guns. And they're and his new song, Crawl, and he's got a new album coming called Renegades. So, obviously, Tracy and Phil are pissed. They have a lawsuit out trying to stop him from using the name to put out albums as L.A. Guns now that they're back together and BFFs again. But he's got a singer named Kurt Frolich on vocals. Guitar player's name is Scott Griffin. And this song is called Crawl. I'm not sure if they're talking about you make me want to crawl, like squirm, like ooh, or the kind of crawl that ooh, I got to crawl over to get me some more of the good stuff kind of crawl. But let's hear it. You guys tell me. L.A. Guns, Steve Riley's version, Crawl. Derek, did Steve Riley bring the correct amount of L.A. Guns sleeves for you? (laughs) Well, first of all, much like uh, Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns feel, I think you you crawled and slipped under me to take this song because I was going to post this song. Um... I uh, I like it a lot. It's, it's it was awesome. I couldn't wait to to share this song, and then you beat me to the punch. Um, you know the whole naming rights thing. I was I'm a big Phil Lewis, Tracy Guns guy, but when you listen to it, you know yeah, Steve Riley and uh, Tracy Guns were sharing the name, and then Tracy Guns left the band, and then Phil Lewis left the band, and Tracy Guns was still. I mean, uh, Steve Riley was still there. So I see where he's coming from, but bottom line is, they—I I believe they have the bassist from LA Guns, the original bassist is still with the Steve Riley uh, version, and but they just—they hit it out of the park as far as that LA Guns kind of, kind of a trollop, kind of a get on your motorcycle. I don't ride motorcycles; my wife would kill me. But, but that kind of a fun '80s '90s sound. I thought it was really good. It was very dirty, very sleazy. I think that was one of the coolest songs I've heard in a while, and I cannot wait till the album comes out. It was it was really good, creepy, just good. Well, let me pop some Point Trail Ale and tell me what you thought. Well, this song, you know, when I first heard it, I'm like, "Well, that is not Phil," you know, and I didn't realize that it wasn't the same LA Guns, you know, it was it's the other one. Um, and it grew, it took a minute, but it really grew on me. I liked the guitar harmonizing, um, throughout the song. Was that a bass solo in there or was he, was he just showing off some licks? Oh, there goes Brad. We don't know. This well, no, I mean, it was kind of cool. I mean, you never hear a, I mean, rarely do you ever hear a bass, a bass guitar that's featured in the song and they were featuring it. And I was, I, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> but no, it, I, I did like the song. It, like I said, it really grew on me after a while of listening to it. So, but it's not the same LA Guns. Look, it looks like I'm the king. <laughs> Let's take it from the top. Sticking with the 80s hair bands. Tom Kiefer. He's got a new song called Hype off a new album called Rise. Rise has been out for a while, but the new song Hype has cracked the top 40 in 
mainstream rock airplay. It's gone. It just peaked above the edge and fell back off. But he's actually selling some albums and getting some airplay, and that is so unheard of for hair band performers. And it hit number 21 on rock album sales, new rock album sales on Billboard. And this is the song that Tom wrote about the noise, the media, the devices, the social media, the politics, all the hype. And this is a good one. And Tom's in a band. He's got his wife in the band now. He loves it. So don't look for a Cinderella reunion because it's not going to happen because he is enjoying doing this. And it's starting to show some success. Tom Kiefer, hype. Brad, what do you think about the Tom Kiefer song? (laughs) Well, it was kind of a little dirty sound, wasn't it? A little scratchy. Um, I like it because, you know, he's still got the blues um, metal that he always played with. There's some heavy, heavy bass slaps in this song. I call it slaps, but I mean, you know, the, the riffs in there. Um, you know, it's a lot different than the night songs that he used to create with Cinderella. My question is, is do you think he really misses them? Um, I actually saw him with this new band, <clears throat> and he played so hard they had to carry him off the stage. It was amazing. It was probably one of the better shows I've ever seen. Derek? Yeah, um, it's kind of funny because, you know, Tom's come out with a couple of blues albums. Uh, The first one I liked much better. I thought it had some great songs on it. You know, he's always had that bluesy feel. Yeah, I was surprised how heavy it was. I mean, you give it a listen, you're like, wow, this is actually a very heavy song. Um, You know, his voice... Is, can be very different. You know, he can sing kind of, uh, I guess, those kind of bluesy songs, the ballads and everything. His voice is kind of a love it or leave it kind of a thing. My wife, she leaves it. I I love it. You know, I think it's really cool. And it's just this, God, the song is just, I haven't heard him sing a song that heavy with Cinderella ever. So for me, it was kind of refreshing, kind of new. And uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Well, Derek, I'm glad you brought up his voice because the first few lyrics of the song, he was really dirty and scratchy. Yeah, more had, than normal. Didn't didn't he have throat surgery and they, they didn't know if he'd be able to sing again? But sounds the same. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Except I got to see Tom recently. I think uh, I think early winter before <laughs> the coronavirus went down and. It was a great show. Uh, he he did some of the new stuff, but he did a lot of the old Cinderella hits. It, I I couldn't pick it apart. I couldn't pick apart the set at all. And he looks good. He sounds good. The band's tight. His wife's over there singing back up on the side of the stage. Keep looking at Tom with the big dreamy eyes, and they're happy. I was happy to see the show and um, just happy for Tom Kiefer and his success. Keep coming, keep coming through town. I'll be there to see you when you do. Which brings me to the Revolution Saints. When the heartache is gone. So this by far is my favorite song of the week. I I have been trying to get CJ to listen to this band now for for quite a few years, and they just released a new album last or latter part latter part of 2019. Um, and thanks to our our follower Matt, I didn't realize this, but Drew the drummer and who is the singer. He actually played with Ozzy, Journey, and Bad English. Jack Blades, the bass player, played with Night Ranger and the Damn Yankees, mm-hmm. which I think this band sounds like the Damn Yankees. Doug Ulrich, the guitarist, played in Lion and Bad Mood Rising. So I just love their style of music. Um, I can't imagine being a drummer and singing 
every lyric. Um, but they got great riffs, solid tempos. And I felt the song from beginning to the end was about telling a story. And it just it started out and it kept going, going, going until the climax. And then it ended. Well, I thought it sounded like a awesome pop radio rock song. It was just like it was written for rock radio circa 1985. Really strong lead vocals and really great backing vocals to the the gentlemen on the mics are strong in this band. Mm-hmm. Nice solo too. You know, and it's one of those songs. It's like the the classic idea of what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. The the comeback after the heartache is gone. How'd the song hit you, D? Well, I, my first thought was watching the video. I was wondering why he was singing to his daughter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, you know, like you mentioned before, Sexy Brad, um, the first thing that strikes to me is how can I, I couldn't be a drummer anyways. You know, it's like, can you pat your head and rub your belly at the same time and how you got to concentrate on that? And then, you know, drumming's hard enough. And then singing too. I mean, you got to be incredibly talented. And he is. He's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. And he kind of reminds me of uh, Carmen Apice. I don't know if you know who that is, who played in uh, his band was Blue Murder. Um, mm-hmm. And he was a drummer who sang, I believe, as well. He also played in a band called King Cobra. And that's really what this song kind of reminded me of is the 80s in King Cobra. I thought maybe this was the new... Uh, theme song to the new Iron Eagle movie coming out. Um. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Like, for me, throw those key, you know, you named these people that played in the, all these other bands, and to me, I can hear those, you know, I can hear those influences because it sounded very 80s, and with the keyboards in there, the keyboards for me, just it threw it over the poppy edge for me. Just that I I got too much of a cheese factor. I thought they're, they're great musicians and their voices are great. I just thought throwing those keyboards in there like they did, it really solidified my Iron Eagle King Cobra take. <laughs> I had a feeling that it would be too mainstream for you, Derek. Now, this is my favorite song of the week not my favorite band on this list but my favorite song thunder mother driving in style this song is all for Derek. um it's another swedish band of, of ironically you know they're, they're a high voltage band they got a little bit of punk um sound to them they got some heavy riffs this song reminded me of iron maiden Two minutes to midnight. You can hear that in the in the riffs. Um, and then she's screaming, I want to get closer for Derek. I don't know if you guys picked that up, but play this song and you can hear it. <laughs> Thunder Mother driving in style. Well, I got news for you. She's not singing about driving a car. <laughs> great riff she sings her ass off on this song i love it simple song very straightforward but god damn it this song just works for me well what you like about it derek well how do you know i do like it but i do i Um, knew you would i mean the opening riff is just phenomenal you're like oh this is good strap yourself in we got some fun i mean you want to listen to this driving down the road and just you know, lots of the times I talk about songs driving, you know, because it's fun when you're driving by yourself and you're just cruising down the road and the songs just make the time go by. And and that's one of these songs. I could not believe how good it was. They're honoring in the video. They're having fun. The voice was amazing. Just a super good rock voice. I, I That's another common thing I say is rock voice. It's a voice that just really uh, shows the spirit of the band, I guess. But then mm-hmm. I realized 
wait a second, this is a chick. Are you kidding me? How can I be liking and digging this song so much? And there's a, a girl singing, how dareth you? And But I didn't care, you know, because I'm, I'm a pound me too guy. And uh, I, uh, I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. I had a great chorus. Um, it just moves. It's a song that moves. And yeah, I'm sold on Thunder Mother. Damn it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said, you know, I didn't realize it was a female singer at first. I know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a dude. And I'm like, man, this song, this song is cool. Then I watched a video and I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? So. Well, we are staying in Europe for the next selection at the Rock Roundtable. And we're going to Switzerland for Chakra, Fireline, off the album Mad World. So these guys have been around a long time, and they've opened for a lot of big bands like Uriah Heep, Great White, Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses. And they actually got 12 albums. I've never heard of them, but they got 12 albums. And this song's a rocker. And I've been able to get into their catalog. And they got other rockers, too. Strong guitar riffs across a lot of their material. They had one little hiccup. They had some controversy where the singer, Mr. Mark Fox, 1X, not like Lexi Fox, triple X. Mark Fox... He gives himself a heroin injection in the music video, Chains of Temptation. And I guess they got quite a little bit of blowback for, for that. But Chakra, Fireline, Straight Ahead Rock song. I love it. I want to know what you guys think. Let's hear it. Derek, Chakra. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I uh, listened to this a couple of times. I liked it. I liked it. It was a good song. And then I decided to sit down and kind of make some notes on it. And it almost seems like I liked it less when I was really analyzing it. Um, I liked the chorus. It has a nice, big, cool chorus. And he has a cool voice, but it, it's there's something about it. It almost reminded me, oh, God, you might kill me. This might be wrong, but... He almost reminded me of the singer from Badlands a little bit. Maybe it's the hair. I don't know. But <laughs> I like his voice. It's not my favorite voice. I thought it had some real cool uh, guitar riffs and kind of bump, bump, bump at, at places, you know, the chugging along kind of a gallop thing, which was really cool. Um, the bridge into the chorus was a little uh, bubblegum to me, you know, I, you know I, and I'm nitpicking. You know, but that's the one of the things I thought that was my least favorite part of the song. I liked it. I don't know what the hell they were talking about. Um, but like I said, the chorus was my favorite part. It was, it was a good song. You know, I wouldn't turn it off. Be rad. No, I, I like. I wrote down. You know, it had a great sound. Um, it's just it's the style of guitar that I prefer when I listen to it. New music. Um, that opening riff I thought was outstanding i just loved it um but i felt the band was carrying the singer's voice yeah um i felt you know it's he's all right for their music um but i don't think without the that sound i don't know if he could produce anything else so i think it really carries him you know well so. i will tell you that he actually can carry other voices because i've i've listened to a lot of their stuff today and he sounds different in his singing style on some of their other tracks. And the the way I would describe it is, you know how kind of uh, Axl Rose can be a chameleon of his voice where he can sing Miss, the way Mr. Brownstone sounds and then into Welcome to the Jungle. It almost sounds like it's two different people. But it's not. I know Axl Rose, and he is no Axl Rose. Oh, I am not saying he's Axl Rose. 
But that he, I, I thought his vocals did sound different on some of their other songs. So you, you might want to give if the vocal doesn't do it for you, you might want to give them another chance on a different track or two. Maybe he sounds better on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he sounds different on heroin. So, which brings me to my favorite band we have on the roundtable this week. Not necessarily my favorite song, but my favorite band. And this band just had me at hello. The Treatment. Hang them high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can see where they have you right from the jump. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, they could have kind of an ACDC vibe to them. Um, when the song starts, I mean, it starts, it's balls to the wall, start to finish. That's it. Um, they look like they're having a blast in the video. When I watched this, there's nothing I didn't like about the song. I thought the, the riffs were super dirty. Um, the chorus was perfect perfect sing-along him in interjecting his voice into the chorus it just kept it moving um i thought to me that was really what drove the song and then when they picked up on the uh the verses it just kept going it just seemed like it was the pedal is to the metal on this song he's got the perfect hard rock voice i don't and hopefully not on heroin um the guitarist is fantastic if you don't like this song, then you need to take a moment, uh, talk to your wife, ask her if you if you can possess your testicles again, because this is phenomenal. So go ahead and uh, play that. The treatment, hang them high, off the album Power Crazy. Bradley, what do you think of the treatment? You know... I, I don't. I didn't enjoy it as much as Derek did, but I did think. You know, I did say, "Man, they do start. They do kind of feel like ACDC, You know, at this beginning now, but they did have a really fun tempo to the music. Um, the one thing I really took from this song, if you were to close your eyes and listen to the chorus, I could picture the crowd screaming, "Hang them up high!" You know, back to the band, and that would that was pretty cool. You know, just a visualize that in my mind so i think you know i think that's a great it is probably a great song live i'm sure it is and the lyrics are very repetitive but we as we're establishing that uh i love repetitive and the band i think they sound like is airborne which sounds like acdc maybe you've heard of airborne maybe you haven't but treatment and airborne are definitely ACDC first cousins and they're very similar to each other just hard rock and heavy riffs good rock and roll singers I I, I love I love the treatment and I'm, I'm glad you found them and love them too Wage War the song Prison. And once again, I'm the only one who fucks up on this radio show. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Not included. Wage War Prison. Tell me about Wage War, Derek. So it's kind of funny. Um, I... They have a lot of really good songs I thought about uh, posting to you there. They have two singers. So one singer is the growly one. And, you know, it's kind of funny how we talked about Cookie Monster Rock and the type of things we don't like. And he does definitely push the limit on some of the music they do. But the other singer, and my wife thinks I'm a nut job, but I think he... When I listen to him sing, I can hear uh, what Chester from Lincoln Park. I mean, it has that kind of vibe for me. Like I said, she thinks I'm, you know, she's a big Lincoln Park person, so I'm an idiot. But I don't think I am. Uh, the the two singers, I think they really mesh together well. I think their songs really just they rock. I'm I was very happy to discover this band. So I I hope you guys liked it. I thought they had some cool breaks as well and. 
Uh, I, I'd say if you don't, if this song isn't, doesn't quite sell it for you, do check out some of the other stuff. They have some really good things. Well, we're all idiots. Let's hear some wage war. Brad, what do you think about this song? Well, I, I'm not sure which song I'm right. I wrote down this information about um, because um, their other song that I was jamming to was Who I Am. It's a good song. So, um, so did my fuck up <laughs> mess you up? And you have no for Who I Am? Well, no, I, I actually, I've listened to both songs. Um, I felt the one that was on fa- our Facebook page, which you, you, the listeners should go check that out. Um, you know, this, like Derek says, they got the two singers, they got the screamo, and then the, uh, the I'm assuming he's the rhythm guitarist. He's the other singer. I, I You know, in that song on the Facebook page, I felt like they could have made a great song without the screamo. Um, but then when I listened to Who I Am, I just, I really dig that song. That was pretty cool. But the one note I have is, I'm not sure if it was the prison song or who I am, but they got like a, um, a drum feature right before the chorus. And that to me just was like, oh my gosh, that is over the top. I just loved it. You know, what's crazy. If I can interject real quick is the screamo guy, they have some songs where, he sounds really good. He's a, he actually has a really good voice. I was that was one of my things. I thought, oh, this guy's just a screamer. He can't sing. They do have other songs where he actually sings very melodic, and then teaming together with the rhythm guitarist, it sounds fantastic. So he actually does have a very good voice. It's just, yeah, the screamo. It, they they push that envelope. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm the guy who hates the Cookie Monster rock and. I'm not a big fan of Screamo either. I don't like that very much, too. Oh, 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 boy. Am I at my second job? We get to play music a lot and share our playlists. And oh, there's this girl, Margaret. She plays nothing but Screamo. Hey, Casey. Casey. Yes. What'd you think of the song, though, the band Wage War? I'm getting to it. Oh, I'm sorry. Carry on, (laughs) carry on. Thank you. So, wherever the Screamo Cookie Monster rock line is for me, this song did not cross it. I liked this song. I liked it a lot. And it sounded like a corn song to me. And I, I missed the video of this one, but I thought it was one singer, and I thought it was kind of like Jonathan from Corn, where he do, does his... Uh, kind of like powerful vocal and then goes to his singing voice but nonetheless i like i like this song a lot it was very new metal think uh 1999 sound where new metal was really hitting big with a big fat down tune hooks and and that and dude i i dug it i, I liked it a lot now, the pretty maids, <laughs> serpentine. <laughs> well, this wow. is a vicinity, and you know what? I'll just let you <laughs> present this song. Okay, so I had come across this song. I was laying in bed watching some YouTube and stuff, and. Well, you know, I don't know what's going on with me, but I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I watched it like later on. I go, what the hell was I thinking? I don't like this song at all. And, then, and that was like weeks ago. But I said, well, I can't I can't put that song out there. And then finally this week I said, screw it. There's a couple of things I do like about it. So let me tell you about a couple of those things. So Pretty Maids, I remember back in the day when I was in high school or whatever, uh, when Pretty Maids came out. Well, I never bought their album then either, but I knew of them. So when I watched this video, you got to watch the video. Please, everybody, watch the video. Because what stood out to me is, hey, look, you know, I'm not the prettiest, most in shape person in the world. But if you're looking that ragged, I don't know why he's putting his 
his face in front of the camera so much. I mean, he scared me. <laughs> and then yes. in the video, they're showing this bar fly of a woman. I don't know what's going on in the video. All I know is just this bar fly woman. And I think to myself, well, to me, it looks like that's his wife mouthing off in the corner or something. And, uh, and then you look at the band, <laughs> and this band is a bunch of misfits. I mean, they got the weird bass player with his slash, you know, hat on looking cool. They got the cool middle-aged dad drummer and the one guitarist who's probably the most, you know, the most cool rocker guy. And they have the other guitarist looks like he's from Los Lobos, whatever. He looks like some overweight Mexican dude playing guitar. And there's nothing wrong with that. I got a couple pounds I can shed, too. All I'm saying is the the, the video was just a train wreck for me. But with that being said... I did actually enjoy the song the more I listened to it. And I said, I'm going to put this on because I, I feel confident in uh, Pretty Maids, damn it. <laughs> it is remiss of me that I can't remember this artist's name. And I need you guys to help me. The punk rock god from Detroit. Ramon? No, um... Is Iggy Pop? Iggy Pop. This one of the ugliest men. Oh, looks yeah. like Iggy Pop in a wig. <laughs> yeah. And, and Derek, he, Derek sends me this message and it says, "Don't miss the video for the pre maids." <laughs> and I am thinking the pre maids. I'm gonna see some hot fucking chicks in this <laughs> video. Oh no! Oh no! No, I I was tortured looking at these ugly sons of bitches for three and a half minutes. So it's wonderful. The pretty maids serpent team. I, I feel like you fucking rickrolled me with this guy. <laughs> Have you played this song yet? <laughs> Have I played this song? No, 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 I haven't. I wanted to shit on it so bad, I didn't even play it. So, let's just shit first and play it after. Oh, enjoy it, people. It's wonderful. Well, so, you know, I was going to say, sitting there watching those old dudes up there, Case, there's still some hope for us to get up on stage and play again. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Oh, yes. We got to um, get Soupy Poopy on the deck at the bar on the lake this summer. Soupy Poopy. It has to happen. Yep. You know, I don't, I, yep. but I, I, don't, I don't know if Pretty Maids is worse than Revolution Saints, honestly. Oh, but they had good sound. I like the sound of it. Yeah, the song had a good beat. Um, it felt like they were telling a story when they were singing the chorus. Um, I, I felt, you know, to, to give him some credit. But I thought that lead guitarist that you said that was the Hispanic dude, I thought that was Joey from uh, Warren, wearing a hat. <laughs> oh. Well, this is a song about beggars and hangers on. Living your life through me. Why don't you leave me alone? Serpentine, I know your game. And Great message. Oh. Let's hear the pretty maids. It's not as bad as I made it sound. Rock and roll! <laughs> All right. So Woo! that wraps up a oh, podcast. My, 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 my neck is killing me from head banging to that one, baby. Oh. All these videos can be found on my Facebook page, CJ Roundtable, in video form with none of the other Facebook bullshit. It is just a delivery for the rock and roll videos. And we have made a video of our own. We're branching off into YouTube. And we have a, uh, a review and analysis of the song. From Godsmack. Unforgettable. Super cool video. We covered it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. But now we're doing it to YouTube because this son of a bitch is going to be number one. I think it's sitting at the number three spot right now. So it should be. It's, uh, it's, it's that good. I think, I think uh, actually Godsmack was actually singing about the pretty maids. They are unforgettable. 
unforgettably <laughs> ugly. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>